my message tonight is inter- entitled, 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 The Spiritual Man. The Spiritual Man. How many of you in this place desire to be a spiritual man? Come on. God has not called us to be natural, to be carnal. He has called us to be spiritual. And tonight I want to share with you a little bit about that. But in order for us to really understand becoming a spiritual being, becoming a spiritual man, and tapping into what God actually has for us, we need to understand some foundational things. And they are really are foundational. First of all, what you need to understand is that the, the realm of the spirit is so important to understand. It's so important that you recognize just how much your life is being affected by the realm of the spirit or by the spiritual dimension. When I say realm of the spirit, don't think of it as some weird Dr. Spock kind of thing. It really is an absolute reality and affects you far more than anything in the natural. The realm of the spirit affects everything going on around us. In fact, everything that we know was created out of that dimension. You must understand, even in Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything that you see, heavens and earth, was created by a spirit being. They were created in the spirit. They were not built. God did not build the earth. God created the earth out of the spirit realm. So you must understand that everything around you that you see or that is in the natural was created out of the spirit. How can I say God is a spirit? We know the scripture. God is a spirit. Therefore, we should worship him in spirit and in truth. But he is a spirit and created everything from that dimension, from that realm. Everything that you see, everything you touch, everything around you that you see with your natural eyes has been created, comes from that dimension. Even the capacity, I don't want to get too much into this, to build something or whatever. It's all beautiful and all of that stuff, but you must understand that it all comes out of the spirit realm. Everything is affected by that dimension. I want to talk to you this evening about four different types of people. Four different types of people. I believe that as Christians, it's important for us to always have a desire to draw closer to God. Come on, who wants to be closer to God? Come on. Man, that's my desire, to be closer to Him. My my. my My greatest desire in Scripture when I study the Word of God is to look at those that were close to God and to try and understand what is it that caused them to get close to the Lord. Like David, a man after God's own heart. Like Moses, someone that was face to face with the Lord. What was it about Moses? What was it about David? Now, obviously, God called them, but there were certain things that they did, certain things, choices that they made. The good ones, not the bad ones. We don't look at the bad ones. We learn from the bad ones. But we follow the lead of the good things. Do you agree? Well, then say amen. Amen. (laughs) Before we we get into the spiritual man, we need to understand. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse number 14, it says this. Everybody starts out as natural, as a natural man. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. You could basically say it like this. The natural man does not receive or understand 
the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because he's just normal. He hasn't been born again. He doesn't have spiritual perception at all. So someone that is unsaved cannot understand, cannot perceive the things of God because he's just a normal man. Are you with me? He can't see. How many of you remember before you were saved, you'd pick up the Bible and it, it just it was like, whoa, this is impossible. I don't understand it. Many of you, right? You pick up the Word of God, even just like the basic stuff, like, you know, just reading even the Bible stories, the kids' stories. You're like, man, this just doesn't make any sense. It just seems so sort of unbelievable. And not, you know, it just doesn't sound right. It just doesn't make any sense. And the Bible tells us that, that these things will not be understood because it's the natural man. It's the normal man. And it says this, for they are foolishness to him. And that's exactly how it is. You, you read the word of God before you saved and it's like, it's just, it's foolishness. It makes no sense, especially when you start to get into the things that are more spiritual. When you start talking about certain things that require you to do things that may not be completely normal. We talk about spiritual gifts. We talk about being used by God. We, we talk about things that the prophets of old did. Things that make no sense at all to the natural man things that they would do, things that would happen, supernatural signs and things like that. They make no sense. They seem foolish. They seem impossible to the natural man. And the Bible says this. It says, nor can they know them. They, they can't understand them. They can't know them. And the reason why they will never get it is because they must be spiritually discerned. So you can't blame your friends for not understanding if they are a natural man, if they haven't been born again, if they're not saved. They will not, they cannot understand. To be very honest with you, the natural man is not the most challenging one. The natural man, someone that is unsaved, the natural, the unsaved man, you understand that they can't perceive or understand things because they're spiritually discerned. How can they understand them? That's why when Paul went and began to preach to the unsaved when he would go and preach in Corinth and places like that. He preached Christ and him crucified and a, a basic doctrine, basic teachings so that it would touch people's hearts and they would turn to Jesus and then they would begin to teach them and they would begin to understand because they were growing spiritually. But in the beginning, they wouldn't understand. So I can come out here and I can teach you all this great stuff to those of you that have been here for a long time and you'll be jumping for joy. And someone in the back that hasn't even given their life to Jesus is like, what on earth is he talking about? Are you with me? So the first type of person, and we all start there, is the natural man. And then after that, we get saved. And the Bible has something to say about this. Let's take a look. I have to do, the, I have to do it this way because this is kind of the order. Is that okay? John 3, verse number 1 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So he recognized this, this teacher of the law, this biblical teacher of Old Testament scripture. And Jesus answered him and said, Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
How many of you in this room have ever heard that saying, you must be born again? Don't raise your hand, but I'm sure many of you wondered, what does that mean, born again? If I believe, I believe, right? And yes, in some way, you're right. If you believe, you believe. But what you don't understand is you believe that you've become born again. Okay? Don't worry about the born again, but let me make a point now, because this is where it starts to get interesting. Just like you, Nicodemus said to him, can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into, into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you must understand, you will experience two births. The first one is your natural birth, when you get born in water out of the womb, right? Now, there are some teachers that will teach this is water baptism, and that's fine. But you must understand the context. Nicodemus is saying, well, how can I be born and then come from my mother's womb and then later on be born again? And Jesus is saying, listen, there are two births. The one of water, which is the natural birth. And then he's saying in the second birth, which is a spiritual birth. There is a spiritual birth that must take place. That's what takes you from being a natural man to hopefully becoming a spiritual man. When you give your life to Jesus, your spirit, I know this is basic, but just, just bear with me. Your spirit becomes born again. Remember in the garden, God said to Adam and Eve, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. You must understand when they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they become naked. They died. Their spiritual eyes, their spiritual understanding, their spiritual senses died. But when we get born again and accept Jesus, we are born of spirit. We are born for the first time spiritually again. Are you with me? It's extremely powerful. I know it's so basic, but you must learn to understand this. You have been born. Much of what God said to Adam and Eve, dominion, authority. I want you to, 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 to take the earth and have dominion on the earth and all of that that he said to Adam and Eve, that's what he wants for us to do. But remember, as soon as, the, as soon as they fell, their spiritual perception was gone. They were not the way that they were before. They were naked. They, you don't hear about Adam naming any more animals. Right? It's like he just, what he knew naturally before, by the Spirit, just stuff would just come out of him and flow out of him. And man, that's an elephant. You know, now he'd sin, now he's naked and he's like, man, I don't, I don't even know what to do. He was a natural man. Yes, he was still a, one of God's children, but he was a natural man at this point. Are you with me? Okay, I don't want to stay here too long, but do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, when you get born again, when you get born of the Spirit, when you give your life to Jesus, by the way, the only way that this happens is you must confess the Lord Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God. You must believe that He died and rose again. You must give your heart to Him. It's not just raising your hand in an altar call. Being born of the Spirit means that you have made a decision to serve the Lord. Are you with me? Yes. 
It, it is an actual true conversion. Something happens to you. That's why most of the time when someone gives their life to the Lord, their countenance is different. They, they surrender, they, they begin to weep, or they, or they, become, they, become, they have humility, they, they, they get humble. They, they realize that they, they're a sinner. Are you with me? And they become grateful to the Lord that He has saved them. But we focus so much on the saving us part, not understanding that now we are born of the Spirit. That something has changed. Something is different. Are you with me? Now that we've become born again, now that we are born of the Spirit, there is a change. Things begin to happen. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to throw something in here before I move on. Unfortunately, man, well, I wouldn't say unfortunately, but generally speaking, man has a tendency to be interested in the supernatural. Man has a tendency to want to draw to the unknown. That's why they believe in UFOs and they go to fortune tellers and they go and pay a visit to someone who can, you know, speak from the dead, mediums and stuff like that. Are you with me? But that's not the way that God intended it for us to be. God wants you to be a spiritual man. But there is only one way to become that spiritual man. You have to be born of the Spirit. When you go and you go to an area spiritually where that dimension of the supernatural is accessed outside of Christ, there is only one other spirit that's behind it. And that's an evil spirit. I could spend a lot of time here, but if you go to a medium, for example, you ain't talking to your dead cousin. That's a spirit. Are you with me? Now, I will, I will teach on this again when I have time because I can feel I need to. But you, you cannot go to any other spirit. It is absolutely illegal spiritually for us to access the supernatural to access the spirit realm outside of Christ that's why Jesus said listen listen to me there are many ways into the spirit realm but Jesus said he said this in John 10:9 I am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures Woo! I like that Listen, when you enter into the right door, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We could spend a long time there. The way, the truth, and the life, the door. He is the way that you become born again, and you now have access to becoming a spiritual being, to be able to tap into the things that God has for you. The mysteries, the secrets. Did you know that there are secrets about you that God wants you to find out, but they are spiritually discerned? The natural man cannot comprehend them. Your, your, your natural man, your natural mind will never comprehend these things. Cannot. Because why? You're sitting there and you're going, this is foolishness. That's exactly what the Bible says you'll do. You'll sit there and oh, no, this doesn't make any sense. And that's the problem. Is you see, we get 
we get saved, we give our lives to Jesus, and then all we do is we want to make it to eternal life, we want to get to heaven, and we want to try and be good. Trying to be good, to make it to heaven, and missing out on everything that God has called you to do while you are here. And then there are these people that are not saved that are building rockets that go to space. And us Christians, we just want to make it to heaven. God has created you with purpose. God has created you to do amazing things for His kingdom. But you have to tap into it through the only door, which is through Christ. Are you with me? All right, I know this is foundational, but we're about to get into it now. So people get saved, and once they get saved, many don't realize that they have access to the spirit realm. They don't know how to do that because they're afraid of it because it's strange to them. But the Bible has a lot to say about this. And the problem is, and this is the biggest problem, is that you will struggle so much because the truth is even your spiritual victories will come out of the spirit realm. How do I know? Because the Bible says it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit. The only way you can overcome anything is by the spirit. The only way you overcome sin, many people will have struggles for such a long time. Their entire life, they'll struggle with an addiction. And the reason why is because they're trying to deal with it in the natural. And the problem is that what's behind it is something in the spirit. So you have to become stronger. You have to grow in the spirit. And Paul has something to say about that. Let's take a look at it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3 verse number, number 1. I've spoken to you about the natural man. I've t- spoken to you about the regenerated man, the born again man, the new man. And now we're going to talk about the carnal Christian. You see, once you get saved, you will become one of two types of Christians. You will either be carnal or you will be spiritual. There is nothing else. It's one or the other. You can be more carnal than spiritual, and you can be more spiritual than carnal, but ideally, what you want to do is you want to become as spiritual as you can. You want to press into God. You know, when we say more of you and less of me, it means more, less carnal, more spiritual. People don't understand what they're saying when they say that. More of you, God, less of me. That means you have to empty yourself of you. Good luck with that. It's hard because I want you to know every morning when you wake up, you'll be looking at yourself. That's why Jesus said it's picking up your cross daily because it is a daily thing. You see, being spiritual is not goosebumps. Being spiritual is not falling down. Those are manifestations of the spirit and that's great, but that's not what's going to change you. That's not what's going to give you authority and dominion and power over the enemy. Yes, you. Well, I have no power. No, that's not true. You have power in the name of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, you have authority. You have power. Yes, you do. It has been delegated to you. It's not yours. It's His. But he's given it to you to use. 
That's why we always give Him the glory. We give Him the praise. We give Him the honor. Because we understand that it's not ours. He's given it to us to use, to exercise on His behalf. It's like you're an attorney. You've been given the power of attorney to go and exercise His authority. Okay, let's move on. 1 Corinthians 3, verse number 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you. Now, he's speaking to Christians. I could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able why he tells us for you are still carnal how do we know i'm so glad you're asking so many questions this evening (laughs) he tells us how we know now watch this because you think that being spiritual means that you walk around looking like people like this and you're able to see their sins no what does the bible say see the bible says it says for you are still carnal Four, four means because, because there are envies, strife, division. You are still doing things the same way that they do in the world. You are still acting like someone that hasn't got spiritual perception. You are still acting like someone who has not been transformed or changed. You are still acting carnal doesn't say that you glow in the dark it says that your behavior shows me that what you've received from heaven the word of God the teachings the word has not yet changed you because you are still acting that way oh come on guys don't get mad at me it's in the Bible This is not the book of Alex. This is the book of Corinthians. (laughs) This is what it says. So when someone gets you all upset, how do you respond? When someone says something and they're wrong, how do you react? When you have an opportunity to badmouth someone, what do you do? Because that kind of teaching is simple. We understand we shouldn't lie. We understand we shouldn't speak bad of people. We understand we shouldn't be envious. But we continue to act carnally. Now listen, I'm not expecting anyone here to be perfect. And to, I, I do all of those things, but very little. <laughs> well, let me put it to you this way. I'm so aware of it. I'm so aware of it. I feel like I'm watching myself. And I feel like I'm watching those around me. My staff, my wife. I feel like I'm watching. I'm standing outside and I'm watching. And then the worst is when I see myself. And I think you're a pastor. By now, surely... You won't get bent out of shape about such a silly thing. What is it? It's immaturity. It means that I have not yet understood 
I have not yet taken a hold of the deeper things of God. My spirit, how can I teach you about the intimate parts of God? How can I teach you about going? You, you, you don't even understand this yet. Oh, amen. <laughs> Just remember, there's a big plank in your eye. <laughs> Listen, I'm actually very good, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> but I have far more of a desire in me to walk in the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit. And there's something so wonderful when you do realize that you've actually had a victory. When you could have acted the way you normally do, but you don't. And what's really happening is it's not this. It's not, you, get, you don't get a pat on the back now. All that it means is that you're becoming more aware. You're, what are you doing? You're exercising the fruit of the Spirit. And you will know them You see, it'll be very difficult for me to tell you the fruit of the Spirit in your life unless I'm hanging around you every single day. But you will be able to see the fruit of the Spirit in your own life. You cannot get away from yourself. You are always there. So let's go deeper. Is that okay? So we have to... We, if we want to go deeper, if we want to understand spiritual things, we must begin to transform. We must begin to change. We must begin to desire God and His ways. And this is the key. Oh, I don't want to give you the key yet. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Romans 8, verse number 5. Come on, just raise your hands for a second. Come, just one second. Father, we just love you so much. Lord, I just desire, we desire tonight to go deeper, Father. Lord, uh, you know, we, we, we say it so often, Lord, more of you, less of me. Father, we mean this. We desire this, Lord. We know that it's not always easy. It hurts sometimes, but that's our desire, Father. Whatever it takes, Lord, to be a man after your own heart, that's our desire. Whatever it takes, Lord, to to draw nearer to you, to see your face, to, 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 to have more of you in our lives, in our church, in this community, Father, whatever it takes so that we can stand and represent you the way that you truly are. That's why we desire less of ourselves and more of you. Father, so people will see you and not us, oh God. Father, because we know that we are wretched. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me? Who will deliver me from this body, from myself? But, oh God, you are great and greatly to be praised. There is none like you. I give thanks, Lord, that your spirit is present on the inside of each and every one of us, always teaching us, always directing us, always guiding us. Is that not why your word says where sin abounds, grace abounds even more? It doesn't mean now that you have to give up because you realize that you actually do make some mistakes. But what it also means is grace also teaches us. Teaches us what? To deny ungodly living and worldly lust. We must begin to transform. We must begin to change. We mustn't just believe it. We mustn't just think it's a good idea, but we must take a hold of it. We must desire it zealously 
passionately with all of our hearts, Lord. Not some of your word, but all of your word. Father, I desire all of your word so that we can be spiritual, so that we can be sons of God. For surely your word says that those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. There is no separation between your word and the Spirit. The two are right there next to each other. Did Jesus not say, I am the word? Was he not the word? Right in the beginning, everything was made with him. Everything was made through him. He's living and breathing even now on the inside of us and on the words of every page of your word, which is so alive. Oh God, we give you thanks praise and all the glory. Now give the Lord a shout. Come on. Give the Lord a shout in this place. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says in Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, we all struggle. We all want peace. The only way that you will find peace is when you begin to submit yourself to God, when you begin to submit to His Word, when you begin to submit to His truth. You see, walking in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, goes absolutely hand in hand with His Word. There is no other way. Your opinion does not matter. The only time your opinion has any weight, the only time your opinion has any authority is when it is lined up with what He says. Well, you know, Pastor Alex, I think you should do it this way. No. Why? Well, I don't want to do it like this. I want to do it like that. But that's not what God's Word says. No, but you know, I'm sure God understands. No. He understands you. He understands your circumstances, your struggles. But you made the wrong choice. Are you with me, guys? There is a war always taking place between the spirit and the flesh. You see, it's not that complicated. It's not thinking about bad things. It's about making bad choices. More than that, because when you eventually get to the point where you do do something wrong, it's because you've already lost the battle. Where are, where is your mind? Where is your heart? Do you desire when something comes your way, a challenge, a question, a situation, a problem, when it comes your way, your response to that, was it spiritual or was it carnal? Because that tells us where you are. Now, we all make mistakes. Paul said that he does too, okay? That's why I tell you that I do these, I make mistakes to make you feel better. Okay? Every day I get up and I say, Lord, oh, to be with you, Lord, to be in your presence, Father, to be where you are, God. Father, let every thought be captive by your spirit. Let it be caught by your spirit. Holy Spirit, speak to me all day long. Show me. 
the way that I should go. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. It, 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 it is a lamp unto my path. It, it is a light unto my feet. You must understand that it shows you the way to go, but it also shows you what's right in front of you, how to deal with every situation. God's word, God's spirit will lead you and guide you, but you must choose the spirit or the flesh carnal. Your victories come when you choose God. That's when they come. That's how you grow. In part, we'll get to more. We're going to get to more. I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's okay. Oh, we need to praise Him. Man, I, let me tell you something. Whatever you don't do, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't miss the series on praise and worship. Because after the series on praise and worship, our praise and worship will never be the same again. Never. Never. Not that our praise and worship is bad, but you will, you will never think of praise and worship the same way. When you truly understand how powerful praise specifically is, you have no idea. Praise is, okay, let's just wait. All right. The more you submit, verse 6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The more you submit to the Spirit, to the Word of God, the more peace you will have. It doesn't mean you won't experience your flesh hurting, but you will have peace afterwards and as you grow more. Okay, let's move on. Galatians 5 verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So what do we do? How do we, how do we deal with this? How do we become more spiritual? How do we become the spiritual man that God has created and called us to be? I believe that David gave us a key. In Psalm 91, let's go there. He who dwells in the secret place, everyone say secret place, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to read to verse 6 and then I'm going to talk to you. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He will deliver me. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. He starts out in verse number one by telling us that the key is the secret of being under the shadow of God's wings, being protected, being changed, is by being in the secret place. Someone that is in the secret place, someone that 
desires to draw close to God. Someone that goes to be with the Lord, that understands that He is the only place that I'm going to find rest, protection, peace. He who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the wings of the, of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Who do you put your trust in? What do you put your trust in? Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth, His truth is His Word. So it's the secret place and His truth that preserves you, that protects you, that covers you, that hides you, that restores you. The secret place, Jesus says, go into your room, shut the door, go into the secret place, go into a place where you can spend time with Him. It doesn't mean that you have to spend time with Him for hours and hours a day, but you must have a desire. You see, your desire must be to draw nearer to Him. If you don't develop your spirit man, if you don't develop your spiritual being on the inside of you, you will always stay a baby Christian. You can have lots of knowledge, but you will have no, zero understanding. There are many people that know the Bible very, very well, but they have zero spiritual perception. And inside, with all the knowledge, they are dying, not able to overcome anything. They hate themselves more than anything else because they are completely bound by the word, by the law. And they have no freedom because they cannot perceive the heart of God. They cannot perceive His goodness and His mercy. They cannot perceive that it's all there to help you, to guide you. It's a lamp. It's to direct you. Are you with me? Yes. All right, let me move on because I'm going to be here all night. And that's not a good idea. So he's saying, David is saying that there are two keys, the secret place and the truth of God's word. And he goes on and he tells us that this is in verse four. He says, you shall cover... Uh, he shall cover you with his feathers. So it's a place of protection. He says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. In the New Testament, it says it like this, that the battle or the wrestle in Corinthians, uh, Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You see, in order for you to have victory in the spirit over everything that tries to come against you, over everything that tries to destroy your life, you have to have spiritual victory. The only place you get spiritual victory is if you battle in the spirit. You see, you can't go to a spiritual map, a, a match. You cannot go to a spiritual war and try and box with your physical gloves because you'll be shadow boxing. You'll hit nothing. But if you go in the spirit and you go with the truth of God's word and you go backed by the fact that you've been spending time with God, you've been drawing close to God, you desire his ways, you desire his truth, 
Yes, you like this, but you've decided that you're not going to do it that way anymore. This might be the way you think it's right, but you've realized that, listen, that's not quite how God says it needs to be. So you're going to change it. When you begin to submit to the Spirit, when you begin to submit to His ways, then when you go into a wrestling match with the enemy, you have all the victory. You see, when he talks about the secret place, Something happens when you desire the truth and the secret place, spending time with God. Paul said something many, many times. In Ephesians 1 verse number 16, he says this, Do not cease to give thanks. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Watch this. In what? In the knowledge of Him. So he wants you to have wisdom and revelation. Revelation is understanding in the knowledge of him. In other words, he wants you to know God. Are you with me? Paul is saying, I want you to know him. In Philippians 3.10, he says, that I may know him. He understood how important it was to know God. The only way that you will know God is by his truth and having a desire for him. The secret place. Are you with me? In in John 17, verse number three, it says, and this is eternal life, that that, uh, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's the secret place, when you desire to know him. You see, desiring to know God means that you desire to put his word, his ways and his desires above your own. This is not easy, this is very difficult. You have to be very careful of the most challenging thing, which is self-deception. It is very easy for us to begin to believe that we're doing it right. And that's why you need the Holy Spirit so desperately. That's why you have to draw close to Him. That's why you have to worship Him. That's why you have to pray in the Spirit. You have to build yourself up praying in the Spirit. You have to have a desire to grow, to mature, and seek Him. Are you with me? That's the only way that you will ever get to know Him more and more and more. Is as you pursue His truth and as you pursue Him, you will begin to grow more and more and more. And as you are in His presence and as you pursue His truth, something happens. You grow. He says in verse 18 of Ephesians 1, 16, Ephesians 1, 18. Let's go there quick. Now remember, let's go back to verse 16. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And then he says this, watch this. This is so powerful. The eyes of your understanding being lightened. He's saying, listen, I want so desperately for you to know him. I want you to know him more. Why? Because the more you know him and the more you draw close to him, the more you will become spiritual. Why? Because your eyes have to open. Remember I said to you right in the beginning, do you remember when you used to read the Bible before you were a Christian? It made no sense. Come on, is anybody out there? 
Even Christians read the Bible and they can't see. So Paul is saying, listen, I want you to know God more. Because the more you have a desire to know Him, the more you have a desire to draw near to Him, the more your spiritual eyes will begin to open. And the more your spiritual eyes begin to open, the more things will begin to make sense to you and the more you will be able to step into what He has for you. Watch this. He desperately desires, God desperately desires that our spiritual eyes go open. So He says, listen, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Not everybody's eyes are open. Some people have eyes that are open. They see a lot. They see much in the Spirit. They can read the Bible, read one sentence, and all of a sudden, they can just begin to give you the meaning because their eyes are opening. Are open. You can read the same verse, but your eyes aren't open, so you can't see it. That's why he's saying, Lord, open their eyes. Open their eyes so that they can begin to see. That's why, for example, in Corinthians 14, people read about tongues. They can't see that tongues is for every believer. They just can't see it. That's because their eyes are not open. Don't get mad at me. Why does he want your eyes to be open? Look, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of the glory of the inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of at the right end in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also that which is to come. If you begin, listen, Paul is desperate. Listen, as your pastor, this is my desire. This is what I want more than anything, that you would draw near to him, that you would have a desire for him. I can teach you lots of things, but what I want you to know more than anything is him the great i am if you begin to pursue him listen if you begin to have a desire to go into the secret place when you begin to seek david understood that the secret to god was to go into the secret place was to make him the his priority that's why he would go and worship and, and sing songs and write psalms and and have a desire to be with the lord he also made a decision that the truth would be his shield, that his truth would be his protection against every fiery dart, against every plan of the enemy. Paul is saying, listen, I want you to know God because if you, if you, if you know God, there's only one way that you're gonna know him and that is by seeking him. That is by going after him. That is by desiring him, by desiring his truth and your eyes must open. I pray tonight, even in this place, that your eyes would go open, that you would begin to understand, that you would begin to see things. That's when you begin, that's when your life will truly begin to change. I talk to you with open eyes. I can see. Oh, yes, I can see. Oh, Father, I thank you that I can see you. Open my eyes even more, Lord, that I can see even more, Father. Let me begin to see and begin to understand. Do I understand all mysteries and all things? Absolutely not. But I do see, Father. I see because I desire you. I see because I want to draw nearer to you. Father, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, I do not just say that in vain, but it's my heart's desire. Not my will, but your will be done. Father, I do not desire to walk according to the flesh, but to walk according to the Spirit. This must be your desire. Yes. 
Oh, I only need one person. I just need one that says, yes. Lord, that my spiritual eyes would go open. That I would not be more carnal, but be more spiritual. How do you do that? By going into the secret place, by, by drawing closer to your truth, Lord. Not just anything, not just any doctrine, not just any belief system, not just some good idea. But what does your word say, Father? What does your word say concerning my children? What does your word say concerning my marriage? What does your word say concerning, Father, the way I should do things? How I should run my business? How I should raise my kids? How I should live my life, Father? How I should make decisions, Lord? What does your word say, Father? And yes, Lord. He is a jealous God, let me tell you. So he desires you more. He desires your heart more than anything else. And the question is, where is your heart? What does your heart desire? There's so much I want to say, but don't want to say more. How do you want to be? See, I believe that I can tell you this tonight because I believe that this church, that you guys are a people, that this is what you desire. Yes. I believe that we are a church of people that really want to see God move. Yes. And we have gotten to a place where we realize that it's going to require us to surrender to Him. Yes. Is there anybody here that believes that? Yes. You can't serve him half anymore. Because he wants all of you. And every little victory that you have will cause you to get closer and closer. And your understanding will change and become more and more. Amen. Most people, when they, they pray, they want to pray to the Lord. Like they close their eyes and they're like, Lord, and I do that too, you know. But the truth is that the Holy Spirit is right here. He's always present with you. He knows every thought that you think. He knows everything going on inside you. You cannot hide from him. That's why the Bible says that the true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. You can't hide anything, so just be real. Amen. And just worship Him. Amen. And just love Him. Yes. And just draw near to Him. Come on. Amen. Amen. You see, on, during the week, <clears throat> I was praying one morning, and I was speaking to the Lord about revival, and sort of like talking to Him about how we've been praying for revival for a long time, right? Yes. I mean, I know others have prayed for longer, but I mean, we've, we've, we've been doing it for like seven years now, yep. you know, pretty consistently. And I really felt like the Lord said to me, it's already happening. Yes. It's already beginning to take place. 
only question you have to ask yourself, is it happening with you? Are you being revived? Is anybody out there this evening? Now you're waking up. Come on. Don't worry, I'm going to close in just a moment. Let's just raise our hands for a moment. Father, I pray tonight this place, that you would give us understanding, Lord, spiritual perception, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Oh, Lord, I pray this for myself, for every person in this room, everyone watching online, Father, that we would know you, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would begin to realize what you've called us to do, why we are here, Lord. Besides just getting to heaven, it's great. We're so excited. But Father, we have much to do while we're here. Lord, I pray that you would cause each and every one of us to stir up the gift on the inside of us. That we would begin to seek after you. That we would go to the secret place and we would submit to your truth, just like David said. That it's in that place that we would overcome every obstacle. And Father, when these difficult things come our way, these challenges, and our old way of reacting would want to come up, Father, help us to be led by the Spirit, to submit to your ways, and not to submit to our flesh, to our carnal desires. It's not easy. But Lord, I pray that you give us strength, not by might, not by power, but Holy Spirit, by you, by your Spirit, Father. Lord, I pray even this evening in this place that you would cause us to become a people that are truly hungry for more, Lord. We don't just say it, Father, like we just, we don't just say it, Lord. We want more, Lord, more of your power to be manifest in our lives, in the lives of this church, in the lives of our families, in our businesses, in our neighborhoods, Father, in this community. We desire to see your power and your love manifest in the lives of everyone around us. We honor you. We love you. We worship you, Father, for there is none like you. There is none like you. If I can ask you right now, just raise your hands for just a moment if you want to. If you don't want to, that's okay. You don't have to. Just raise your hands. Just, just tell him tonight, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. If you're in this place and you say, Father, that's my desire. I want to, I want, Lord, I ask, I want my eyes to be open. I want to know you more. I want to be led by the Spirit. I want to be one of your sons. That speaks of maturity. I want to be a son of God that's led by your Spirit and not by the flesh. Look, look, at we, we, we make mistakes. Like the Bible says, where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. But the question is, what is your desire is this your heart's desire? Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you just begin to move.
Move over this audience, Lord. Father, open their eyes. Lord, yes, your word says that we should, we should, we should desire spiritual gifts, but does it not say before that that we should pursue love? Hallelujah. Father, there is no greater love than this than to lay your life down for your friend. Surely this you have already done for us. You have poured out your love on us, Lord. So tonight in this place, we choose to surrender ourselves to you, to surrender our hearts to you. Have your way in this place. Touch every person, Lord, under the sound of my voice. Draw us closer to you. Open our eyes, Father. Open our eyes tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, I come against every foul spirit, every evil spirit, every deceiving spirit, every spirit, every doctrine of demons. I come against it now that has been spoken over your life. And I cancel its authority and power now as you submit to God. Resist the devil and surely he will flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to his word. You know, even right now in your life, things, areas that you need to submit to him. Make a decision right now. Say, Lord, I submit in that area. I submit in that situation. I submit in my marriage. Listen, if you're a man and you've been looking at other women or you've been having a relationship, getting too friendly with some other woman, say to God right now, I give that up. I submit to you, God. I submit, I surrender, I, I've asked, I've, Lord forgive me for that. If that's you, do that right now, right now. If there's a situation, listen men, it starts with just looking. Don't think looking is okay, looking is not okay. If you overlook and you look too much, you're gonna look next time harder and the next time even more. Give it to God, say Lord no, I don't want that Lord. I choose your ways, I choose your ways, I choose your ways. In the, anyone in this place, that says, Lord, I need you to help me with my with gossiping. I need you to help me with speaking evil of people. Submit to God right now. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. If that's an area where you know that you've been speaking evil of other people, give it to God right now. Give it to God right now. Submit to him. Resist the devil. Resist that urge. Resist it. Submit to God. And tonight in this place, people will be delivered. People will be delivered in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I come against every lying spirit. I come against every lying spirit. If you struggle with lying, if you struggle with lying, say, Lord, forgive me for lying right now. Just give it to God tonight. Give it to God. Sometimes we lie, we just over-exaggerate. Let's give it to Him tonight. Let's just give it to Him. In the name of Jesus, right now. Right now, Father, we desire to be led by the Spirit, not to be carnal. Did you not say, Lord, did you not say in your word that we are not spiritual because we still deal with these things, these basic things? Father, I pray tonight in this place that we will surrender it to you. We will surrender it to you. Whatever it is, you know what it is. Just give it to him right now. Just give it to him right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Come on, let me hear you pray. Come on, raise your voices. Raise your hands. If you want to stand up, you can stand up. Come on, just give it to the Lord. If you mean business with God and you want to give it to Him now, in the name of Jesus. Listen, there are spirits of oppression that are going to leave tonight in the name of Jesus. Right now, under the sound of my voice, I serve you notice in Jesus' name. Right now, under the sound of my voice, 
every foul spirit, every lying spirit. Go in Jesus' name right now. Right now, just surrender. Just surrender. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes, Lord. Let our eyes be open, Father, to your word, to your ways, not our ways, not our desire, but what you say. We say what you say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let me hear you pray. Raise your voices. Raise your voices. That's it. 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 Come on. Come on. Let the other man that's inside you rise up. That spiritual man that you are. That spiritual man that you've been called to be. Let it rise up. Come on. Begin to worship. Begin to pray. That's it. That's it. Let the piano be a little bit louder, please. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Just give it to God. If there's that area in your life that has continued to be carnal, give it to Him. Say to Him tonight, I'm giving it to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's it. That's it. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we should humble ourselves. We should humble ourselves. If you're in this place tonight, say, Lord, I want to humble myself. I confess every sin, every weakness, everything that I've done, Lord, that's wrong. I give it to you, Lord. I, I know, Lord, that I'm weak, but in that weakness tonight, I pray, Lord, that you make me strong. Do it by your spirit, Father, tonight. In the name of Jesus, right now. Right now. You can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that you help us with pride, Father. It is a destroyer of destinies. It has taken so many out, Father. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would help us. That we would humble ourselves in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just take a seat for one moment. I'm almost done. Almost done. Just keep your heads bowed for one minute. I'm going to close in just a minute. If you've come here tonight and you say, Pastor Alex, my life is not right with God. And I need to, I need to get my life right. I need to give my heart to Jesus tonight. I can't keep going on like this. If that's you and you say, my life isn't right, I need to give my heart to Jesus. Just quickly raise your hand so I can pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you over there. Right in the back, God bless you. Anybody else? Once you've raised your hand, thank you, sir. You can put your hand down. Thank you. God bless you. I see it. If you haven't raised your hand, you say, include me in that prayer, please, Pastor. Tonight, I need to get my life right with Jesus. I want my eyes to go open. God bless you. Raise your hand real quick, and I'll include you in that prayer. I'm not going to drag this out. If there's anybody else, God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Last call. Anybody say, Pastor, include me in that prayer tonight. I need to get right with God. Thank you, sir. God bless you. I see you, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? So include me, Pastor. Thank you so much. God bless you. Everybody, can you stand for just a moment, please? <clears throat> If you raised your hand, we're going to pray a prayer together. But let's just pray it from our hearts. Is that okay? Let's pray it from our hearts. And if you are here and you have prayed this prayer many times, just pray it tonight with us to strengthen those around us. You can never pray this enough. I love to do it. It's like I'm committing my heart to the Lord again. But pray it with your whole heart. Is that okay? And if you raised your hand tonight, if you mean business with God, I want you to know that things can really change for you. It's incredible how awesome it is to serve the Lord. How everything changes. How you see things differently when you truly give your heart to Him. And how He brings peace, healing, and deliverance. Amen. Amen. Father, Everybody pray with me. Father, Father I, come to you tonight. I come to you tonight. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I believe Jesus died and rose again. He is the Son of God. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in your blood. Write my name in the book of life. Tonight, Lord, I follow you with my whole heart. Thank you, Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you fill me and that you open my eyes. In Jesus' name. Just raise your hands. Father, I ask right now that you touch them, Lord, that they will never be the same again, Father. That they will develop a zeal and a thirst and a hunger for more of you, Lord. That they will not desire those things that have pulled them down, broken them down, destroyed their life. But now that they will choose life and life more abundant, your life, Father, 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Just fill them and bless them, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap. Amen. 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 All right, before we close, I just want to say one thing real quick. There's a lot to say about this subject, and I would, I would love to say a lot more. You sit down for a minute. If you want to go, that's okay. Some of you can stay for just a, two more minutes. It's okay. Is that okay? As a pastor, it's my desire to be able to give you more of God. Are you with me? The only way that I can do that is to surrender more to Him. And the more I surrender to him, the more I can give you of him. At any time, I can make a decision, and it can be the wrong one. So that's why it's something that you have to do every day. This is not something that is a burden for me. It's something I desire. Because in the process of this being a desire as your pastor, you must understand it's my desire more than anything to draw near to him. You see, there's all these things that God will do, give you gifts and allow you to do things spiritually, powerful things, wonderful things. There is nothing that compares to knowing Him. That's why Paul wants your understanding to open because the more you learn of God, the more you want of God. It becomes your desire. Are you with me? And it is so wonderful guys this is what I desire for you as your pastor is for you to just draw near to him and discover just how wonderful he really is and like that little song that we wrote says you will never be the same again you cannot be amen Amen. we ready to go home Half of you are like, yes. (laughs) You don't say it, but it's okay. All right. All right. You see, you can sit right next to somebody, and your heart can be touched. And the person right next to you's heart won't be touched at all. And that's the difference between true spiritual hunger and, and, and what isn't. But I just pray that you just always have a hunger. Hey, guys, stay hungry for God. Amen? Stay hungry for God. Young lady, you sitting next to Elena, God has gotten your attention tonight. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He begins to draw you. Whatever you do, Don't leave this place and not do what I've taught you tonight. Because as you begin to do this, things will fall away. But as those things fall away, the things that will come to you will be far greater than anything that you will lose. In fact, you will begin to finally discover exactly why you were created. And that will bring you a peace that you've been looking for. It will bring you a peace that you've been looking for. 
and you will begin to experience God. There's a big difference between knowing about God and actually experiencing Him. You will begin to experience Him, experience Him in an incredible way that will completely change everything for you. And God will begin to open doors, doors, doors that have not opened for you before. Now they will begin to open for you if you pursue Him. Because the Bible says when God opens a door, no one can shut it. Amen? Just go for it, okay? All right. You see, the Bible says that Paul was preaching, and while he was preaching, he looked intently at someone. And while he looked intently at them, this man was, was busy watching and was, was, was absolutely captivated by what he was saying. And in that moment, Paul perceived he had faith, and he, and he, and he actually spoke to the man, and he got healed. When I'm ministering, I'm always looking to try and see who is it that has really taken the word tonight. I'm not saying that you all haven't. Is that okay? But sometimes God will just kind of point something out or someone out to you. And that's what happens. Is that okay? And I mean, I'm, I know there's many of you that are saying, please, Lord, me. I know that. Okay, but it's maybe just not tonight your turn. Is that okay? All right. I could begin to minister to many of you. But it's just so awesome when God just does that. Zoop. You know? It's the best. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much tonight for your word. Lord, let it take just plant in our hearts, oh God. Let it become our reality. Let it become what we choose over everything else. But also, Lord, let us be in that secret place, desiring relationship and intimacy with you, not just desiring to do what you say, but desiring to know you, Father, to understand you, that our eyes would go open so our hearts would be knit to your heart and we would begin to perceive and understand your ways. Because you are great greatly to be praised. Lord, I pray for every person tonight that you will strengthen them, that you will bless them. And Father, that you will, Lord, expand, expand each and every one of them, their understanding, Father, their, their desire for more of you. Just give them more of it, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray this tonight. And we just love you. We honor you. We worship you and praise you. Now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father, and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with each and every person tonight as they leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen.